We are live at Rowdy's for the Contractors Network, the Homeowner Show. Glad you're joining us tonight, and uh, man, we're going to have a good show tonight, right? That is the goal. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> it's me and Craig. Welcome to our show. We're glad you're here. The most well-planned live show <laughs> ever hosted on the internet. That's right. <laughs> That's right. But we're here. We made it. That's right. So, you, you even got some uh, some homeowner show swag on there. I do. Yeah, I'm wearing. I can't even can't even see it because the here we go. Is that better? You can see it. Now. You can see. Yeah, you can see. Kind of. Yeah. We have not really. We haven't pushed the swag in a but while. You can go on our. You can buy it on Amazon. Well, yeah, and, and it's linked on every single one of our episodes. So if you're listening yeah. to one of our episodes, just go to the show notes. Right down there, buy a homeowner's T-shirt. It's like fifteen bucks or something. It's like it's a nice shirt too. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, so speaking of speaking of uh, paying the bills, yes, we need to pay th- the bills. This this particular episode is brought to you by Lone Star Appliance Repair. That's right. My good friend Sarah owns that company. Uh, she saved my life once. She wow. did saved my life. Yeah, yeah. from a uh, a gas dryer. Well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to tell more than that. No, no, no. I'm going to save it for later. Okay. I'm going well, to titillate. In case you're wondering, <laughs> there's the phone number, 936-647-2364. And we are very thankful that they are sponsoring tonight's uh, event. Yeah. So, so you spend some money with them because it's cheaper to repair your appliance than it is to go buy a new one, especially yeah, these days. It really is. So there's no doubt about especially that. Especially th- this guy knows what I'm talking about because yeah. he's moving. He you having moving. to buy some appliances, aren't you? Uh, well, we already moved. You already moved? Yeah, we already Did you moved. buy the appliances already? No, we're renting our new spot. Okay. Yeah, but I left all the appliances that I, that I did buy at my house for the next renters. So okay. So you go. good for them. So are, are, you, are you renting or, are you, are, are, did you own the last one and someone else is going to be renting it out? So I, I, uh, originally I had, owned my, uh, had rented my last house and then I was able to buy it. Okay. And then, uh, we lived there for five years uh-huh. and built two apartments in the back. Nice. And uh, now we're moving. Now we have moved out of that house, and we're going to rent that house. Okay. So, nice. Good yeah. move. Yep. It's uh. It, it should be pretty good. Um. We're hoping that it, this can jumpstart some of our next chapters. Chapters that we're we're trying to open. So. Okay. Do you already have. Some, you already have it rented. Um. It will be rented in on May first. That's that's it's tough to beat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, okay, it's so- good. Two things first. Uh-huh. Number one, we should let everybody know who this is, <laughs> first of all. <laughs> um, so Christian Scott, uh-huh. and uh, Christian is the owner. Founder of the Feast. Founder of the Contractor Network, which has how many, at this point, how many, how many members are, are in? Uh, so there's 47,000 40 right se- now. That yeah. is, y'all, okay, first of all. I only have 46,000 best friends. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Um, I, if you've never started a Facebook page for anything, a group or anything like that, like yeah. getting that many people in a group is phenomenal. So yeah. congrats, Thank dude. You. That is huge. Thank the you. second thing, real quick, and is not having it turn into political anarchy. Yeah, well, well it's, it's actually, done that a couple times. So we kind of yeah. step in and moderate as much as I can slash want to. And, uh, but you have someone full time working yep. on this thing too, yep. right? Yep. Yep. Like, so that's awesome. Um, the other thing I should say is that Bud Light should really be sponsoring tonight's. 
event as well because it's in all the back of the phone then. Right there. It is in every single one of our Yeah, it's in the shot. It's in the shot yeah. of every single thing. But they're not paying us a dime. Guerrilla marketing right there. This is ridiculous. So anyway. Well I'd say so you're you're moving into a into a new spot. Yep. So I will tell you, you need to you need to jump on the feed and leave a comment because tonight we're giving away all that Lutron stuff right behind you. All of it. Oh, it's, yeah. it's a full house setup oh, yeah. for smart lighting. Have you have you played around with that stuff at all? I haven't. I haven't had the opportunity yet. Dude, I only get the opportunities that the customers let me. Oh, let me okay. Have, so. Well, dude, you need to get in on that. Actually. Yeah, I'm definitely going to. So, and let everybody know. All they got to do is jump on the feed, leave a comment. What I, what I tell you, what would work for everybody here is to jump on the feed and like tag their business. Yeah. Okay, that's what I've had the best. Yeah. Yeah, I have that. And so you get you get the people recognize who you are, what you do, but also you get the chance to win some Lutron stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. not just some Lutron like stuff. A whole <laughs> like, yeah, that's the whole setup. Dude, we, we probably added it up, and we got, I mean, our friends over at Lutron are really hooking us up with this. For like, sure. They, they, are, they are amazing. They have a great product, which is something that we love to promote, but there's probably $250, $300 worth of Maybe more than that. Maybe more than that, yeah. Of product. I mean, like there. that that outdoor plug alone is like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a whole like wireless bridge set up with, with multiple there's there's all kinds of stuff over there. So we'll And they they want us to make sure to mention that you can purchase these at Home Depot, Lowe's, pr- pretty much all the big the big yeah. hardware stores. And one of their new things is they've got new colors coming. Like all the new colors are out. So well, you mean the colors like, of the switches themselves? Yeah, so yeah, they yeah. got like okay. black, brown, gray. Okay. They got like a blue, I think, a white, and an, and an ivory. Okay, like all kinds of because cool it's, it's been nothing but white up yeah. until. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they've got like all the colors. Yeah, which is amazing. Cool. So, so where, where are you moving to? Uh, we moved to Rosenberg. Okay. Or actually, we moved to Beasley. Beasley. More south than Rosenberg. Okay. But uh, if my wife's listening, she's going to chime in. That's her maiden name. It is. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I like that name. It's a good name. Um, but we lived in Fifth Ward. Okay. And um, I have three little babies under five. Yeah. And my five-year-old's in school right now. And... Um, just didn't want him to go to school there. I didn't. I did it's, not. It's want fine that. to say. Yeah, uh, I've been in that situation, you know, mm-hmm. um, in that kind of, of environment, and it's it's difficult sometimes. And I just want, you know, I want my my kids to just go and, and learn and, and play and have fun and absolutely come home and do their homework. Did you <laughs> did you guys move? Did you guys kind of scout where you wanted them to go to school and then move there, or did you like have a bunch of different places that had good schools and you just kind of picked one? Um, well, we. Uh, my wife works down there. Oh, okay. So we live like two minutes away from um, her job. Okay. And then the school is like 45 seconds away. So it has really kind of played in. It hasn't been the easiest on my company stuff because I have to drive to Houston and that takes yeah. an hour uh, each way. So, But I've been making it work. Um, I, I take care of the kids during the day also while I'm doing construction. And while I'm doing my networking online, that's so crazy, man. it's uh, I know I know like, like that's enjoyable and valuable, but like that's it's n- it's difficult for sure. I'm not gonna just sit here and say it's enjoyable all the time, but being able to have the freedom is irre- irreplaceable. Uh-huh. You know, if I if I go work a nine to five job, uh, I'll be stuck, and yeah. uh, my kids will be in daycare all the time, and so I'm I'm really I really enjoy what I do, but. I'm not able to take 
breaks. Yeah. Uh, I have to keep pushing all the time or else, especially, you know, with Facebook marketing, if you stop, if you take a break, um, for example, my, my father passed away last month. Yeah. Sorry about so, that, man. Yeah. It, it happens. Um, but I took a break. And uh, Facebook engagement drops a lot when you take in a, a break, and so you have to like work twice or three times as hard to get back um, to, to that get same, back yeah. to it. You know, even even sometimes like after these events and after the month of marketing, I like to take a couple of days off, and even that affects it. Like I can I can see it affected, and so it's it's a constant putting out content as much as you can. Yeah. So. I mean, but you do a good job at it, man. I mean, obviously, I mean, thank you. I mean, you, you know what you're doing when it comes to this kind I, of stuff. I have winged everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I uh, I try something. I try to just be creative. You know, um, especially with just shooting content on on Facebook. It's I just like I like to shoot a video mm-hmm. like seven to ten seconds, and that's it. Yeah, and then just put a really nice vibing song on there with it, and then. It does pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you, Do you mainly focus on Facebook? Yes. Yeah. Um, I like. I do have Instagram and stuff, but mm-hmm. it's it's just been a pain in the ass. Like having to post on Instagram, and it normally I've had it to where it's not transferring over right to Facebook. So once, whenever I first really started hitting this hard, like I knew what we were going to do, I just decided to. St- Stop face, uh, stop Instagram, and focus directly on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, that way, I wasn't splitting my energy. It was yeah. just all to one. Because you can imagine, like, I get tons of notifications on Facebook, and then if I have those on Instagram and messages, like, I have to go between both apps. Yeah. and I'd just rather not. I, so I hear you, man. I'm keeping my Instagram um, and even like my my TikTok and stuff for a separate social presence yeah like like for example like let's say for my instagram i wanted to just focus on my five-year-old doing motocross or something mm-hmm. um that way my business is just on facebook right but i do i do post some stuff on instagram because i have i have a few different people that are like only on instagram right that i want to make sure that they're seeing like the progress and stuff and um so it, it does good but it's just hard being able like I'm 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 almost having to create like two separate videos for the same video. Yep. And it's I'd rather annoying. Not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I wish uh, I wish they would make it easier since I'm pretty sure that's all owned by the same company. It is. It's Meta. Yeah. yeah. So, like get on a get your game on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> Cuz I think, you know, for businesses on Facebook, you know, I definitely think Facebook is more like a business hub. For sure. Now that it's growing, and I don't want to see it go away because it's super valuable. But it's it's been extremely hard to to reach to reach people. Like for example, I'll use the at everyone tag on our on on the page. Yeah. And I'm not reaching everyone. Like I'm reaching like two or three thousand out of forty seven. Yeah, which is nuts. Like, well, there's a crazy. way to there's a way to get around it. Well, well, I want to hear what you have to say, but first I want to say we've we've been doing like little experiments. And so let's say I'll, I'll make an at everyone post right now mm-hmm. and there'll be five of us at the table. Nobody got the notification or one person got the notification out of all five. So it's been, it's been difficult to figure out that, uh, the algorithm. Yeah. 
And, uh, and I think the algorithm does change often. So sometimes it'll be, you know, really rolling good. But also it, it, it has to do a lot with, you know, the people. If they don't engage on it, Facebook is not going to think it's important. So yeah, if you like, if you make a post in the group and nobody really responds to it, they're not they're not going to want to continue to come back to that group and do anything in there. Yeah, yeah. I, I can imagine that's a, that, you know, it, I can imagine it would be frustrating in a group sometimes of like that magnitude where like you make a post and like two people like it. It is, you but know? it's also part of it's part of part it. of it. Yeah. Um, make so, a better post. Exactly. No, no, no. <laughs> I think that's exactly what you need to do. Like. I get a lot of people reach out and they're like, I'm running out of business or, you know, I'm not getting jobs. Well, you have to understand, like, this page wasn't made to just gift everybody a job. Like, you still have to work hard. Yeah. You got to go make the bid, mm -hmm. make it fair, follow up. Like, you got to actually do your job. Yeah, you got to build rapport with your customer. And you got to set yourself apart from people that are bidding lower than you or or whatever. You know, you got to build trust. And, and what, what I always tell people is you have to be creative. Mm. So, um, like, for example, with y'all's giveaway, yeah. what, what, I, what I would do on a giveaway mm-hmm. or even, like, my roll call posts, yeah. <coughs> I will have my text at the top, like, where it normally goes, and mm. then I will have a picture. Right. But I won't have a picture of, like, the stuff on the table, uh-huh. right? I'll have a picture of... Okay, so you know how whenever you make a post, if it's in a certain amount of words, you can make it into like a picture? Sure. So what I do is I do that, and then I screenshot it, and I edit it out, and then, and then it's like two, two ways to I display you. information. Yeah. And those have been working okay. um, a, a little bit better than just, you know, a, a, a regular text post. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but, but I've just been having to change it up all the time and it doesn't work sometimes and it does work sometimes it's just I just try to keep it consistent yeah. um, it's not it's not like too much draining my time or energy because it's just on my phone yeah and um, I have a, I have a great team that's helping you know behind us and uh, and I also think that people do see the value that we're trying to offer but we are I think we're new so we're still trying to get the name out there. We're trying to get repeat people to, you know, sponsor and vendor and, yeah. and stuff like that. So um, I'm actually putting together a, an idea. Um, I, saw from, I saw this idea from another big networking group in, in Houston in the real estate field. Yeah. And so they, they put together this sponsorship package. Um, one of the things that I've been having a hard time with is, is getting you know, my sponsors here and finding value for them. So what I'm, what I'm going to try to do, the biggest value that I think that they can have is this place packed out with people. Yeah. Right. Um, so what I, what I'm trying to put together is I, I found this, this cool package and it was like, for example, it was like $200. Normally it's $500 a month to like have a package enough to, to get to the podcast and everything. Yeah. Right? So what I'm thinking about doing, and that's just once a month. What I'm thinking about doing is is like $200 a month for six months, mm-hmm. and you had to pay that up front. Yeah. That way, my sponsors are taken care of, and what I can focus on, and my sponsors are taken care of, the employee that moderates the page is taken care of, we get our sound system, and we get the venue taken care of and everything. And I can now direct all the energy that I was putting into marketing for people to attend and sponsors all to people to attend. 
Okay. And I'm hoping that, you know, once once we get this thing filled out with sponsors consistently, mm-hmm. then other people will see like, oh, you know, I want to be a part of that as well. Yeah. And then, you know, I'll be able to, you know, start start being able to stack up vendors and stuff like that. And we'll have our normal packages for like once a month type of thing as well. But I've been trying to definitely get creative of, of trying to put this together because I think that the issue that we may have now is more just a communication issue to the vast public, yeah. the general public. So, but like this is the third one. So I, I, I know I have a lot of work to do and, and a lot of obstacles to overcome. And yeah. But I, but I think that people enjoy it. So even even right now, you know, there's not too many people here. We battle with spring break and it's raining outside. And yeah, there's, there's always, always obstacles. Sucks. But, you know, everybody's out, out there talking. So talking to new people and, and that's, what, that's what it's about, I think. I, well, I, I'll tell you this, man. Every time I've come, I've met somebody new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I've, I've, I've never talked to the same person twice. And, and, and that alone is just, I mean, you know, again, like the more people you can meet who are wanting to actually work hard, hone their craft, trying different stuff in order to promote their business. Those are the kind of people I want to hang out with. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good on you, man, for putting it together. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I know you got, I know you got like a, a, a stable of people you want us to get through. Today. Yeah. Yeah. I want to, I want to see, you know, if you guys can get through a majority of them. Um, I want to put, I want to put it together so that we can, you know, let, I want to be able to put these, this content together for them. Yeah. And then I want to be able to talk about that. For future vendors and, yeah. and uh, do something, cool man. Make it wor- make it awesome. worth it for them. I, I really like the event, the podcast here because this get this gives people an opportunity to get on a podcast, which isn't always easy to sure. do. Yeah, yeah. But also, it gives them up opportunity if they take it, is to be able to to divide these clips up and, and you, you know you see all the influencers out there. Yeah. that's all they're doing. They're going on a podcast, saying something important, and mm-hmm. then. Divvying it up and putting it as six reels throughout yeah. the month. So I, I will tell you, it is, it is always surprising to me because I mean, we we put out quite a bit of content. Like when, you know, after we do these, you know, we put them out as clips, and then we do reels and yeah. all the other different stuff that we do for the show. It's always surprising to me how many people like one don't reach out and ask for it. <laughs> yeah, like hey, where's the link for that? Or hey, where's we're gonna give it to them if they want it? We, yeah, because we, we give it to people whenever they ask for it. It's not a big like it's it's not a big deal for us to hit the share button, yeah, or the email button or the text message, whatever it is. But like also like when there's a lot of times when we have people on and we see that they have an online presence and we'll tag them, like they just don't engage with it. Yeah, it's weird, and yeah. it's like like this is free content. Yeah, I'm not I'm not complaining because it doesn't make a difference to us. It's like, it's what we're trying to do to help them. And, but it's always surprising when people just like, don't even like give it a, a second thought. Like, oh, that's cool. And then just move on. You know, it's like, yeah, I don't have any words for that one. I just, I just you know, and some I, people, some, some people, I would, I, I don't know if this is the right words to say, but some people want it and some people don't. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, uh, I think there's also part of it that's like when you make it too easy for somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> They don't value it as much, maybe? Oh, definitely. That's, uh, a, that's a very real thing. Um, but, I mean, that's just always been our philosophy. Is like, you know, we're not, we're not charging people for this stuff. It's, yeah. you know, we're, we're here to help them build their business. I yeah. mean, very much like what you're doing. Yeah, definitely. So. Well, I've been, I've been really thankful for you guys coming out here each time. It's, it's helped me get comfortable. I actually have a podcast on Monday. Oh, yeah? That awesome. I'm going on. Which one? Uh, it'll, it's called... Um, 
quit getting stiffed, I think. It's, uh, oh, it's, yeah, yeah. It's the law, it's, uh, She's the attorney, Carolyn right? Carolyn Cromier's okay. law firm. Yeah, yeah. Yep, I really liked her. Um, I found her uh, through some referrals. and Because um, I was trying to find a, a good lawyer, because that's one thing that's, that's asked about a lot on, on the networking page. And uh, you know she she's she's wrote books and everything and yeah. and is doing really well so I'm excited to talk to her and she's got a great concept for a show I mean yeah. it really does yeah so yeah I'm excited well that'll be good that'll be a good one for you I mean yeah hopefully you don't have like too many stories to tell but <laughs> <laughs> yeah well she gave me a, a good a good list of questions that that I was I was I'm gonna go through and, and put together my answers so that I'm not guessing on what I'm gonna talk about yeah. And I think that'll help me uh, be more confident. And I'm hoping to maybe be able to do more of that and maybe some public speaking is just, you know, I'm not an expert in anything. I just, you know, I'm just working hard. Man, like that's, I think that's one of the great thing about podcasts is like if you want to do more public speaking, it's a great practice Oh yeah, for, for that. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, this has definitely helped. It helps, uh, Whenever I play Call of Duty and, and you're in like the final five or whatever, yeah. you know, your heart heart's beating fast, but whenever you're in that final five a hundred times, your heart's gonna slow down. So for sure. You know, it's the same thing here. You know, my, my heart was beating fast really at the beginning of, of this uh-huh. and uh, I'm I'm more calm now. See that that's that's what we need to do, Kev. We need to put together a clip of the evolution of Christian Scott. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, let's keep doing these events, and you know, in a year, it'll probably be. Yeah. Be really yeah. Good. So. No, it's awesome. Yep. I mean, yeah, it, it's just. I mean, I I know this is like the dumbest thing to say, but I tell people all the time, especially business owners, whenever they're trying to like, like grow their business or do something that that that's just maybe out of their comfort zone or whatever, and I and I tell them this, I'm like, look, you've never done something until you do. Yeah. And like that's the weirdest, like like smallest little thing, and everybody's going, "Well, duh, Kevin." I mean, like obviously you've never done it, but it's true. Yeah. I mean, it's the truest thing that I could possibly say. You've never done anything until you do, and once you do it, now you can say, "I've done that." Yep. And, and you it can wasn't, figure out if you would like like absolutely. if it's for you or not. Absolutely. Or if you don't do that, you're not going to know. Exactly. So. Yep. Oh. Cool, man. Cool. You want to send to somebody? Sure. Let All me right. go find someone. Always All good right. to visit with you, bud. You too, guys. Thank you. Have a fun night. You too. There you go. Christian Scott. There in the is. house. In the house. Out of the lights. And he's got his hands in all kinds of stuff. I know. <laughs> it's amazing. Like he's he's dude, a busy dude. The, the child care alone is impressive. Oh, I know. He's got two kids. He's rolling around doing construction jobs. Yeah. That's I, crazy. I don't know how. I mean, I, like not crazy in the sense like that guy's crazy. No, but like, it's, like, it's amazing that he can do that. Yeah. He's, he's accomplishing quite a bit. Yeah. So. I'm, yeah. I'm working in an office. And I'm like, yeah. I don't want my kids here. It <laughs> would be easy. Well, I've got my buddy David's over there, and I'm actually hoping he gets to come over tonight because I want to talk to him about the uh, SVB thing because okay. he yeah. does he does payment processing. I, that was one of the things I was telling you the other night is making making the world go wonky right now is all these all these the uh, banks going under. Well, the banks going under, but then it's affecting all these payment processing things. Oh yeah, um, because a lot of these tech companies that do payment processing that was their bank. That was it. Um, and I think it was like, man, I, don't quote me on this, but I think it was like the number seven bank in the U.S., something like that. It's crazy. And they had they had just posted like four or five days before they went under how they had just been ranked number five in like a certain category. They were like bragging about it on Twitter. Wow. And 
everyone was like just pointing out how tone deaf they were to like not knowing <laughs> that they were fixing to go under. They were losing it. So, but then there's all this other, sh- you know, there's all the shenanigans that goes on with it where you know, particular certain executives were selling their their shares and they're, you know, and giving up their options days before this was going down. Right. And you're like, okay, like we all know that you knew. Right. And but nobody's doing anything about it right now. Right. Well, what are they Yeah, it's one of those deals where <clears throat> what exactly are they going to do? I mean, I know there's some recourse, but well, we didn't we didn't have a bailout this time. No. So one of the thing, well, they, what they did is they they protected the depositors, which was huge because was la- yeah. last time when they bailed the banks out, they didn't protect the depositors; they right. protected the banks. Right. Um, right. And people car- cried foul, and nobody, you know, they still did it, but at least they listened right. and kind of changed changed their ways. Right. So yeah, it worked. Got a new victim over here. All right, come on. He wants me to come on here. <laughs> I'm not a camera person, but. You are now. <laughs> <laughs> you you want to put that headset on right there. That way you can hear us. Now gotcha. you can hear us. There you oh, go. Yeah. There we go. All right. Cool. Great. So your name's Kerry. Yes, sir. So how you doing, man? Pretty good. Yeah. Well, welcome to the show. I My name's it. Kevin. This is Craig. Yeah. And we and do the homeowner show. What, what's your last name? Foxworth. Foxworth. Yes, sir. So Not you're Foxworthy. Married to, so you're married to Brittany. It's Foxworth. Yep. Yeah. All right. Do you know how we know each other? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's do Mikey. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So when I, when I came up and, and greeted you earlier, I was like, I bet you he doesn't remember me. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I remember you. Okay. How's it going over there? Uh, it's going good. I've probably had just about everybody um, come up and talk to me. So. Did you have them stick their finger in the rat trap? Oh, no, no. No? <laughs> Too much liability. <laughs> so you put it on somebody else's booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a prank. That's right. Well, tell, tell everybody what you do, man. Um, I do pest control. Um, I've been doing pest control for about 15 years. And I just started my own company um, last year. So Fantastic. I'm just trying to get my name out there and um, just trying to gain some traction and um, get, get, get a little further than just paying the bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, do you feel like you've got a, an area of specialization? Or something you really enjoy doing, maybe? I would say um, um, I, as far as... The bigger companies, I have customer service. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, I've worked for a few bigger companies, but um, uh, once you get to a certain point, it's kind of hard to keep up with the customer service as as far as your uh, as 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 far as keeping up with the service and keeping up with the customer service. So yeah, that's uh-huh. true. That's very true. Yeah. So if you could do to ask his question a little bit different, mm-hmm. if you could do one service for the rest of your career in pest control, what would it be? Mm. Probably German roaches. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Why? Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people have issues with it. And um, yeah. I, I don't have, I don't, I mean, I'm pretty much a, a, a two service, two service and they're gone type okay. thing. Um, you just kind of, I, I wouldn't say it's a niche, but um, I was trained. Uh, my, the first company I ever worked for, I was trained very well with it. So yeah. we, we did everything from minor to burn the house down. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. No, I, I, I'd say it's a niche, man. I mean, like, the, yeah. I, there's a lot of companies that struggle with that. I mean, like, yeah. I, I've talked to numbers, number of people that have had, like, five or six treatments and mm-hmm. still not had them gone. And it's yeah. like, what's going on over? So if you yeah. can knock it out in two, that's not bad. I mean, th- there, there are some out there that are a little tricky. And, uh-huh. you, you know, I've had to go back, you know, for multiple services. But um, for the most part, yeah, I'm, I'm a two-service guy. I mean, yeah. I, I, I try to get it knocked out within that second service. How many of those situations 
are less your issue and more the homeowner's issue. Or the business's issue. They, I mean, you, they can be a commercial problem as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Or the, the oh, owner. Yeah, yeah. The owner, because they're, they're not taking care of their stuff. Like, they're, you're putting stuff out there that the German roaches like. Yeah, yeah. The thing, so the way that I've always had it put to me and the way that I put it to the customer is um, the bait that I'm sticking out, typically you, you bait for German roaches, um, is McDonald's. The grease that you got running down the side of your stove is steak, you know? Yeah. So um, it, it's it's definitely a cleanliness issue um, exactly. for, for certain customers. Um, I, I, they, they are in from... The, the bottom of the bottom, and I've, I've, I've been in, you know, um, uh, Carlton Woods mm-hmm. that's, that's had them, you know, so it's it's kind of just, it, it when it gets up into a higher level like that, it's 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 more of a who you have coming in your house yeah. ordeal, you know, uh-huh. like like the cleaning person or, you know, the, you know, it, it could be someone from out of town, you know, something like that. But um, I would say that as if you can get on with the customer and get them on the same page as you as keeping the, keep the kitchen picked up, then you can knock it out pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, at that point, you become a consultant, right? Right. You're like, look, here's And you got to do clean. gently, too. <laughs> this is a rag, yeah. and this is a cleaning solution. Yeah. You should put them together and rub. <laughs> like- Typically, if they, if, they, um, if they can't cohere to the, to the cleanliness issues, then it's just like, look, I've done what I can. They're coming back. Um, if, I, I can't I can't warranty past this, you know. Yeah. Like I can't I can't keep coming back for free because the thing is is once once I give out the price and once I go and do the service, after that it's it's all on me, mm-hmm. you know. And if if the customer's not gonna keep up with it, I can't can't right. do much with it. Yeah, that makes um, sense. Right. Well, so what 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 else? I mean, like I know that this is probably like one of your busiest times of the year. And it's hopefully it's gonna start picking up. Yeah. Because winter is a, a slow time. It's kind of more for for rodent uh, issues and things like that, but hopefully it's going to start picking up. Well, I mean, because like around here, I mean, like mosquitoes are flying, yep. fire ants are, are starting to show yeah. up. I yeah. mean, just, you know, everything's feeling good mm-hmm. and kind of moving around. Yeah. So. Yeah. Should I get my name out there? Yeah. <laughs> get people to call me. <laughs> yeah. But you, you feel free to share your, your number. I mean, we're going to ask, by the, by the time we get done, we're going to ask how people can get a hold of you. Okay. Um, but like, do you know it off the top of your head? Oh, yeah. yeah. What uh, is my, it? So my phone number is 936-444-8717. Um, ask for Carrie. Um, my website is thepestwrangler.com. Uh, my email is Carrie at thepestwrangler.com. Um, it's a great website, by the way. No doubt. I, I'm, just, I'm actually surprised you were able to get that. Um, so good. what's funny is the name of the company and the website name don't match up because I'm not the Pest Wrangler. Okay. I am Pest Wrangler. Okay. That's it. But the only ones that were available were the Pest Wrangler. Okay. It was. I, I did a lot, a lot of searching trying to figure out. Is the there another product. company out there called the Pest Wrangler? Um, I think so, and I think it's actually in Texas. And oh wow! It's up um, near it's either Austin or Dallas. I can't remember. It's like in one of the outskirts cities. Okay. Like Round Rock, I think is what it is. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. None yeah. <laughs> yeah. of a crossover. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> nah. You, you don't want to be doing work over there anyway. Nah. <laughs> that and I don't want to go nationwide either. So <laughs> I, I, I hope, hope hope to sell before then. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I want to get out of it before it gets too big. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I want to. I want to keep with my customer service skills. Yeah. So, if I can't. If I can't do it, then then it's probably not going to get done. Mm. So, you know. What I mean? All right. Yeah. Well, what, what's the uh, What's the weirdest thing you've come across so far? The weirdest. I mean, 15 years. You got to have something. Um. I don't know about weirdest. Um. 
or maybe like what I mean you, you've already mentioned German roaches well for people that people that don't know what are German roaches I mean they're not because they're not a regular roach no it's a it's a, so it's a small roach probably about an inch or so long as an adult um, it's mainly gonna be in the kitchen now if you have them real bad they'll be all over the house but, sure um, mainly in the kitchen um, the um, the only there are there is another roach that looks just like it but it's a, a an Asian roach mm-hmm and it comes from outside, but um, the di- the main difference between the two is that one flies and the other doesn't. Right. Uh, German roaches don't fly. They have wings, but they don't fly. Uh, the Asian roaches they will flutter or fly. So, um, as far as the craziest thing, I don't know. Um, I've had some really bad German roaches. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, I know those could be bad. the grossest like, ones. How many, have, yeah. you, have you ever been to a to like a hoarder's house? Yeah. So yeah. we had a we had a guy on early, early, early on our show, yeah. like four years ago probably, that was uh, he did he did hoarding mitigation, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The cleaning crew. Yeah, well yeah, you like come in and, and do all that kind of stuff and like to hear him talk about some of the uh, oh, yeah. some of the roach issues. Oh, I still yeah. remember him talking about the lady that opened the door and she had the roaches like on yeah. her shoulder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he, she yeah. she had like ten or twelve of them and he was like she just didn't even notice. Yeah. Midnight snacks, man. Oh, mm. <laughs> not, not cool. So, have you been in any, in any hoarder houses? Not hoarder houses, but I've I've been in houses like so. If, if a house is vacant um, for a while, they'll get they'll start going crazy and just be everywhere. Yeah. Even though the, the, the situation is not that bad, um, we did walk into a house one time where we opened the door and it was kind of between rentals, so it was like one of those rental trailer homes or whatever. And uh, as soon as we opened the door, like they were just falling like oh. off the off the walls, like when we opened the door. And uh, I mean, it that was a it was a full like there was nothing in there, so we were able to treat from the ceiling to the floor, every room. You know, it, it was bad, but yeah, um, um, it's it's I, I don't know. I, I guess I mean people have the most issues with roaches, like like as far as like a psychological thing. So, oh, they hate them. Yeah, yeah. Like you you make a, you'll you'll make a grown man. Oh yeah, wet his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was that one time. <laughs> that one time. Anyway, sorry. We're not going to talk about that. Time. I'll tell you one of the craziest ones I ever saw. was, And this, this wasn't uh, pest related, but I had some friends that had rental houses. Mm-hmm. And they, they, I was a teenager, and they said, hey, we need, we need you to come, come with your buddy Josh and mow the yard. Because mm-hmm. we got to get this house clear, cleared out so we can get it rented. No problem. So we get there, and the grass is like up to our belly buttons. In the backyard, and so like we just kind of started mowing our way towards the back porch, and then they were working inside the house, and so, and and we'd been outside the whole day. By the time we worked our way to the back porch, we realized there's like this mountain of stuff on the back porch, and I was like, Josh, what is that? And we get there, and it's old McDonald's toys that they have just piled up on the back porch. And I was like, what is this? And it was like, a, it was like a gold mine. Like, just, but like, but no, it was filthy and oh, okay. gross and <laughs> like it had been there a long time. Yeah. And so we go inside to let them know that, you know, we, we finished mowing and they said, hey, come, come take a look at this. And like, it was one of those where like you walk in and there's roaches crawling up the walls and they're on the ceiling and like, it's just nasty. The walls are greasy. And uh, FYI, the lady that had been living there was a nurse. Yeah. Whoa. That's not very sanitary. Yeah, right? <laughs> wow. And so they go, hey, come take a look at this. And so they take us back to the bathroom, which was the guest bathroom. And in the bathtub was, were dishes that were just piled up in the bathtub. So, like, instead of washing the dishes, 
She was buying McDonald's, having the kids eat the McDonald's, play with the toy, throw the toy on the back porch, and then taking the dirty dishes and just throwing them in the bathtub. And like when I say they were piled up, they were like all the way up to the shower head. Mm. What? And so like, but like, and they were like, we haven't gotten to that yet. And I was like, why not? And they said, watch this. And they hit the dishes when they did roaches, just came out of everywhere. Oh, and it was like, oh, so okay. So she that's- just bought new dishes? Yeah, every time. That's like if you like run out of underwear, you just go buy new underwear. I was like, what? Like at some point, like, do, didn't you think about paper? Like, yeah. why yeah. not? Why not paper plates? Save the planet, man. I guess. But I don't know. It was the weirdest thing. Well, there, she was above that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're eating on plates, right? Real plates. Real like plates. In the wrapper, you know? <laughs> the McDonald's goes on, you know, ceramic. <laughs> what Class- are we? We're classing this joint up. What are we animals? <laughs> the only thing clean in the house is probably the stove. <laughs> yeah, right. Because she wasn't cooking. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh man. So I actually, I actually knew. Uh, still know them. They're still, still know. Um, <laughs> some people that, they cease to be. Yeah. No, they they uh, real nice house. And if you open, this has changed since then. Uh-huh. But for the first like ten years they lived there, you could open their dishwasher and the instruction manual was still in it. <laughs> oh, wow. Same thing with their oven; they ate out every single meal. And they didn't eat no plates. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know what they did. Yeah. I guess they, I mean they literally ate out. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, at a restaurant. At a restaurant. Oh, I, got I got you. They didn't bring anything in. They ate out. Man, they probably so, had very few roach issues. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably a lot of, lot of few issues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be different issues. Yeah. Well, for, I mean, because this is the homeowner show, so but before we, we get somebody else to come up here, mm-hmm. do you have a couple of quick tips for homeowners? I mean, maybe some big mistakes that you see people making with their homes in regards to pests? Um, keeping the soil level down. Okay. Um, that, that's good for termites or, or uh, mulch beds. Make sure that, you know, every once in a while they pull it all out they don't just keep adding on top right um, once it gets above the weep holes or the slab line um, it becomes an issue for not just termites but I mean any insects really they can just crawl up in there and undetected um, uh, typically what I tell most of my customers is if you're gonna have the mulch done have them done have it done before I come yeah uh, pretty close before I come um, because um, if I spray or if I treat the yard or treat the house um, and then they put mulch on top of it. They've pretty much put, gotten away, uh, done away with what I've done. Yeah, because it's going to cover it up. And uh, those mulch bags, or even the big um, uh, commercial mulch trailers or whatever. Yeah, there uh, there's a lot of bugs and stuff in there. There's roaches, you know, earwigs, all kinds of stuff. So, um, and they're happy, happy, happy. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now you're putting them around your house. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they love it. Well, sure. Awesome. I mean, but you got to have the mulch. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can't live without it. You can have pine needles. Pine needles are what's up. And that will kill your grass, too, if you start, when you start piling up. Mm-hmm. There's just too much acid in it. it yeah. It doesn't let the grass grow. You know what loves it? Blueberries. Really? Blueberries mm-hmm. love acidic soil. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pine needles are great for them. What about, like, well, we're going to get into a whole other conversation. <laughs> we probably don't need to go there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, dude, like, starting starting fresh, starting something new, yeah. congrats to you, Appreciate man. It. I mean, there's some entrepreneurship there, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, man, I, we, we hope you kill it, dude. Yeah. yeah. My wife's been a big help, so. Literally and figuratively, yeah. we hope you kill yes, it. Yes, we yeah, hope yeah, you yeah. kill all of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And where whereabouts are you located in the Houston uh, area? I'm in, I'm off of uh, 242 and 45. Okay. So kind Up of north. the Conroe Woodlands section. All right. But I'm everywhere. I got... I got houses in Katy, 
I got stuff out in Cleveland, so I'm just I'm all over the place. Absolutely. Um, I, I go where the money is. Absolutely. So, I mean, <laughs> if they got an issue and 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 I call you I, up, I can, I can handle it. So awesome. All right. Good deal. Awesome. Thanks for sitting down, Kerry. Yes, sir. I thank y'all for letting me. Dude, absolutely. Glad to. All right. Y'all have a good right. day. You too, bud. Well, we need to. We need to. Uh, it's time. Re- reach out and and say a big thank you again to uh, Lone Star Appliance Repair. That's right. Let's pull them up over here. We got our. Uh, we got our intern over here working for us. Yeah, that's right. So he's off camera, but yes, Lone Star <laughs> Appliance Repair. Let's talk about your thing. My thing. Yeah. So saved your life. Saved my life. We we so we have a a gas dryer, and I came home one day and my wife said. Um, I think I smell gas in the house. To which my, you know, sweet and loving response is always, you're crazy. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. Um, but as I stayed in the house, I was like, nope, you know what? There's actually a leak in here, and I think it's coming from the laundry room. And so I immediately called Sarah, and I said, Sarah, we got to get somebody over here to uh, see what's going on. And she, she got one of her guys over there real quick. And it was, it was literally just a, a loose nut on the back from the gas line. I don't know how it got loose. I don't, I, you, know, I, you know, not that anybody tell you her name. unqualified <laughs> put it in. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, he, he came. And I, it, 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 I think it cost us like 120 bucks or something like that for the trip. I, I, to, have, to have peace of mind that there was nothing wrong well, with be, my dryer. That could be deadly. Yeah, it can. And, and, that, and your dryer is in your bedroom, basically. Like yours is. It's in the yeah, closet my, my, next yeah, to the it, bedroom. Yeah, it's in the closet of our bedroom. Which, and, like, that could be really, really bad. Yeah, and it's, it's downstairs, and so that gas can rise and go up through the rest of the house. Right. And, and so it was just the, the, the peace of mind was, was great. And, like, you know, that they got out there so quickly to make sure that we were okay. That was, the, that was their biggest concern, to make right. sure that we were okay. <laughs> Um, and they got us taken care of. Perfect. So, awesome. So, but like they do everything. I've, I've sent them out to my parents' house to repair a, a dishwasher. Um, they, they do all appliances. Okay. Um, and so, like, if you have any trouble with any of your appliances in your house, give Lone Star Appliance Repair a call. Well, yeah, I think that a lot of people are like, "Look, I've got a problem with my washer, with my dryer, whatever. I'll just buy a new one." Yeah. And, and there's two problems with that. Number one, you got to dispose of the thing. Right. We just got landfills full of that kind of junk, man. Like, and I'm not trying to, like, look, I'm not like the most green person in the world. I'm really not. But I also understand that every time we just recycle something back into a landfill instead of like actually trying to, you know, fix it. Mm-hmm. When, when a lot of times, you know, I, I'm not actually sure if, if they do this. So I'm about to say something that I don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> a lot of times that service call. Uh huh. If they repair it, they'll roll that service call into the, the cost of the repair. Now, most most companies they, will do that. I don't that. know if they do that or not. But it's typically going to be less expensive than buying a new appliance. Yeah. And it's normally not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, you liked your appliance before that happened. Why would you not like it afterwards? You know, yeah. like, just get it fixed, move on. Everybody's good. Yeah. So give them a call. Give them a call. That's all right. Numbers on the screen. Also, if you haven't yet, leave a comment. In the uh, comment section there on YouTube or Facebook, and if you're here at this event, you got a chance to win that Lutron set sitting right there behind the beautiful David McGuffin. <laughs> What's going on, man? Nothing much, brother. How are you doing? Doing really good. <laughs> Long time no see. Yeah, I know. Well, wait. A few minutes I, ago. I missed you. Oh, I know you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I, I'm, I, I was telling Kevin, I was hoping you're going to come by tonight. Uh, Space City Payments, yeah. right? So you do a lot of payment processing for different businesses and things like that. You're, yes. doing, you're doing some stuff for us now. Yeah, I do consumer financing as well, so which right. is what I'm doing for you. Yes. What I wanted to, what I wanted to get your thoughts on is I know uh, a lot of these other payment processing companies were using SVB as their bank. So have you, have you heard like any ripples out there as to what's going on with, with some of this stuff? Uh, not yet. Um, I mean, not for you, but I was, I was, I've heard that like Toast was one of their big clients. Toast was, any of the startups like Toast, Airbnb, Uber, um, you know, SVB was really big in the startup scene. Yeah. Um, they, they financed a lot of well-known um, point-of-sale systems. Yeah. Uh, you know, just you know, like the, the, the ride shares, they all use them, the delivery apps, you know, it's just based in Silicon Valley where, you know, all this, you know, all these, these, these places incubated, so. Yeah. Um, well, I know there's been a lot, like, uh, you know, companies, I don't, I haven't checked those stocks since, since all that happened, but I can imagine there, there's got to be some trepidation in the market around them because. Well, I'm sure a lot of people are freaking out about it. Yeah. Well, Yeah. <laughs> They should yeah, be. I mean, it was these. What was it, the sixteenth largest bank in the country? That, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, that's still like it's huge. Yeah, it's way up there. I mean, when you consider, you know, you've got banks like you know Chase, you know Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Regions, yeah. Bank of America, you know PNC, you know, all those big boys. You know, you've got ten of the ten of them that are really, 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 really large, and then you, you know, then it starts scaling down a little bit, but. Yeah, yep. but like if you're if you're a restaurant and you're using the Toast system, and you know, and you hear like, oh yeah, Toast, they were running all of their money through S, you know, SVB, was like, okay, is my system going to work? Like, what? Where's the money coming from when I when I run that card? You know, you know what I mean? Uh, well, with the point of sales, I wouldn't really worry too much about it because most of them, you know, unless you really need like support, uh huh, you know, you're. Once you get a point of sale installed, you're paying for, you know, the most of them are cloud-based or what we call a hybrid system, which is part cloud, part legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, you're paying for the software yeah. on that, um, and that that for the most part pretty much maintains itself. Uh, you're just paying for each station. And is that because most of the money is coming from like Visa, Mastercard, Discover? Is that the way it's secure? Um, what? In terms of securing uh, the the restaurants receiving the money off the payments being it's, processed, well, it's coming from. There's like a five step process of how money moves. Okay, it starts with you know the consumer who you know, hands the card to the merchant. Once the merchant runs that card, it goes through the processor, which is who I represent. Okay, is the processor. From the processor, it goes to the issuing bank. Mm-hmm. From the issuing bank. It goes to the acquirers. The acquirers are you know, Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover, Eurocard, all those guys. Okay. And then from there, it goes back to the bank. You know, once it gets to Visa, MasterCard, they take out their cut. Then once it comes back through the bank, the bank takes out their cut. Then it goes back through the processor, who takes out their cut. Yeah. Then it goes to the merchant. So for that $100 that's spent in a restaurant or, you know, with anybody... Yeah, the merchant is basically only making ninety-seven dollars, or 
yeah. you know, $97.30 or something like that off that $100 because everybody's got their got their hand in the piece of the pie. That's right. part of how we all get paid. You know, and to write the code and the software for you know, to be able to transfer that money, it costs money to write it. You're right. Know, you know, so, you know, when you, when you see merchants, you know, that are complaining about rates and stuff like that, rates are set. Well, first, there's interchange. Interchange is actually set by Visa, MasterCard, American Express. They typically raise rates or adjust rates, I should say, twice a year, mm-hmm. April and October. Now, the processor, and that could be um, PaySafe, uh, WorldPay, Heartland, they will put you on, you know, like Interchange Plus is the interchange rate and then plus the basis points that they charge you. So if I have you at 60 basis points and 10 cents a transaction, when I lock in your rate, that 60 basis points will never change with me. Hmm. You know, a lot of processors will say, oh, well, because of this, you know, we're having to raise your rate, you know, five basis points. Right. You know, with a business that does $100, that's five cents, but, you know, you're doing $1,000, all of a sudden you're at five bucks or 50 cents, $10,000, you're at five bucks, you know, and as you progress in, in terms of either growth or if you're a large business that does a lot of transactions and, and does you know, high volume, Mm -hmm. that adds up. Yeah. And it adds up quickly. That that was kind of my follow-up. Does volume affect those basis points? Yes. Yeah? Okay. I would imagine it would. Yeah, it does. Um, When we look at, you know, potential client, the reason we ask for statements is because we want to see what the card mix is. If you're doing 80% American Express, that's going to affect your rate a whole lot more than if you're doing 80% of just regular visas. Right. You know, if you're doing most of your cards are, you know, say it's a Capital One rewards card. Rewards cards are charged differently than, you know, a standard Visa. Mm. You know, um, you have that rewards card as a consumer because you want those points. You want, you know, that cash back. You want those sky miles. Yeah. So somebody's got to pay for somebody. Them. Yeah, somebody, the money's coming from somewhere. Yeah. You know, you're not paying for them because you're the consumer because that's why you have that card. You know, the processor's not paying for it. You know, the bank's not paying for it. Yeah. Visa MasterCard damn sure aren't paying for it. Right. <laughs> you know, so who's, whose pocket does that come out of? Right. comes out of the merchants, which leads me into another program that we offer, which is cash discount and dual pricing. And that's where you can pass those fees on to the consumer. Yeah. You know, and you're seeing that a lot more these oh, yeah. days. Oh, yeah. Drive down the interstate. You see a cash price and a credit price at you know, right, 90%. Every, every gas station. Every one. Go to Specs. Go buy, go buy yep. your booze at Specs. You see a cash price and a credit price. Yep. So what's, what's so different about a restaurant that offers a cash price and a credit price? You know, especially with the way costs have risen over the last couple of years, and especially in this economy, they're trying to cut where they can. For sure. You know, it's either I pass this fee on to you. Mm-hmm. Or I go out of business right. yeah. you know, for a lot of these people. So, you know, you want your favorite restaurant to stick around? You know? Well, and, like, I, I, think there's, I think there's something to that because, you know, a lot of people who get into business, like we, with the, the guy we just talked to, I mean, he's a new business owner. And I can imagine, like, when, you, when you're starting out, you're, you're setting your prices and what your services are going to be. You're not thinking, well, I'm going to be losing, you know, you know, 3 to 4% 
every time I make a transaction with a credit card, you're thinking this, this job costs this so that I can be competitive with so-and-so down the road. And by the time you grow, like you're in the hole. Because like you don't realize how much three and four percent, you know, taps the account over time. Yeah. You know? I mean I've talked to business owners that, you know, the fees that they've paid in credit card processing over the course of a year, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars. Yep. Yeah. And they and they take a look at it and they're like, Whoa. You know, yeah. A lot of it you can't get around, but some of it you can. Yeah. And that's where, you know, having somebody do a you know, an, an analysis on your statement to see where these fees are. A lot of, a lot of uh, processors will do what we call pad the interchange. Mm-hmm. In other words, they hide fees in different spots so that they can make more money. Mm. You, know, you see regulatory fee on your, on your statement. That's a bullshit fee. Mm. Um, you know, statement fees, batch fees, those should all be rolled into one monthly fee. And most the processors that I work for, it's rolled into one monthly fee. So if I say it's going to be twenty five dollars a month, that's going to cover your, you know, your batch fee, your statement fee, and any other charges that we do other than your processing. So like if you if if you have those on your on your account and you ask them what are what are those for, what will they tell you? Oh, I mean they'll lie to you. <laughs> yeah, some of them if you call them out on it, will will remove it. Oh really? Then, but okay. then you, but then you'll see it creep back in. Okay. Or it may come back on your statement as a different. Under a different name. Okay. So. So just read your statement. Read your statement. Yeah. And, you know, by law, you know, these companies have to, if they're raising your rates in the fine print that's usually at the end of the statement, sometimes it's on the front page, but a lot of times it's the last page of the statement. Yeah. That's where they'll tell you if any change is coming up. And if there's a change, even if you're in a contract, if they raise your rates. Yeah. You're allowed 30 days to to get out of that contract. Okay. With no penalty. Oh. With no penalty. That's good to know. Yes. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So. I mean, because, I mean, it's, you know, what, I, what I've heard from guys like you is, is some of these other companies, like, the, the contracts are difficult to get out of. Like, when you get into a situation where, like, man, I'm stuck with this thing for, like, the next, I don't know. I don't actually know the terms of your, most of these payment processes. How long are the terms on? The companies I represent for the processing no contract. No contract. Okay. But, um, but the other ones I know have contracts. A lot of them do have contracts. A lot of them will lock you into leases on just a basic countertop model. Right. Or, or make you pay for them outright. And, you know, most of the companies I write for, you get free equipment. Oh, okay. You know, the, the type of equipment you don't get for free is obviously like a full-scale point-of-sale system. Sure. Um, and usually it's the point-of-sale companies that will, will lock you into a contract because, you know, um, like, there's one I do for restaurants called Hot Sauce. Mm-hmm. You know, installed, menu upload, everything for 495 bucks. Right. You know, that's the equipment, everything. They're going to put you in a three-year contract. Okay. But because they have to cover the cost of that hardware as well. Yeah. So, you know, three years. Um, I mean, you, and you, I mean, you've been in the restaurant business, so you kind of know the value of some of that. Oh, man, I wish I knew back then what I know now. <laughs> I've owned three restaurants, and you know, I think I my first one was back in 2000. I think I was paying like 3.4 percent or something oh, wow. like that. It was, yeah, it was high. Were all the restaurants that you owned were they the same kind of restaurant, or did you? Yeah, all yeah. fine dining. All fine dining. Yeah. Were, like, did they have like a particular 
Um, the last one I owned was in Atlanta, Georgia. It was called Vine. Okay. Um, we had a 550 label wine list. Wow. Whoa. Um, I, yeah, I had verticals of you know, Paul Hobbs, the Beckstoffer, uh, Tokalons, their Cabernets. I had, you know, like a six-year vertical of Beaufrere's Pinot Noir out of Oregon, you know, at a you know, $230 a bottle. Mm. So <laughs> I had a Chateau Petrus on the menu, which is about 3000 bucks. So, um, but yeah, they were all fine dining. Um, the last restaurant my brother was the executive chef at, I was just the pastry chef. Okay. The general manager and the assistant sommelier. So. <laughs> yeah, of course. Just, just a few roles. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, when we first opened, we, my brother and I pulled probably three or four weeks of about a, between 110 and 120 hours a week. Yeah, Oof. yeah. I believe it. You know, but that's what it took to you know get a restaurant up and running and successful, especially when you're a fine dining restaurant. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> well, so what? What did? What ended up bringing you to Texas? Um, I originally moved to Austin back okay. in 2012, and I was taking a job as the beverage director for a restaurant group that had two restaurants getting ready to open the third, and I was going to do the beverage program for all three of them. Mm-hmm. The day after I moved, they declared bankruptcy. Oh gosh! Wow. So I'm sitting here with a suitcase. No car, sleeping on a friend of mine's futon. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, my signing bonus obviously didn't happen. Yeah. Jeez. So I was scrambling, um, took a job, uh, waiting tables for a little bit, and then ran a, a food truck yard okay. for a guy and ran like five food trucks. Well, I, I ran one food truck, but I um, managed the whole yard, so... Uh, did that for about six, seven months, and then uh, I got a job with HEB of all places. Okay. And I was going to be a wine buyer for HEB, but I was, you know, to get me in my foot in the door, I was a butcher for them. Okay. So taking that culinary background and putting it to use, and then herniated a disc in my back, could no longer do the job, and wow. so I kind of fell into working in uh, for some of the startups over there in Austin, and then... You know, as luck has it, my girlfriend took a job with Texas Children's at the time, and I needed something a little bit more flexible, so I fell into the credit card processing. Mm. Moved here, sold cars for about 18, 20 months. Uh, absolutely hated that. <laughs> yeah. oh. Man, you talk you, about... You either love it or you hate it. I mean, like, it's... Yeah, I, I hated it. And then... That's coming from a server. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. serving is pretty bad yeah. for me. I did it for a while, and yeah. I hated it. Um, and then I got, so I got back into the credit card processing business, and then come May, it'll be three years, uh, I kind of opened my own place and became a broker and started writing for more than one company and seeing different things and, you know, different products that were out there, and some companies have products that fit one niche better than another and yeah you know that's how space city payments was born and uh i haven't looked back and i absolutely love what i do i love helping people you know that was one of the things i loved about being in the restaurant industry is being well seeing the smile on somebody yeah. when they had a great meal or great service you know just a great time i get that same satisfaction knowing that i've saved you know 
a business owner money or I've given them, you know, other avenues to make more money yeah. you know, so that they can feed their family and, and stuff like that. And I'm, and I'm pretty particular about, you know, the people I work with. You know, if I tell you, you know, I'll tell you, you know, look, you know, I will, I'd love to help you, but I'm not going to sign you up just to sign you up. You've got a good deal where you're at. Stay with what, who, you, who you're with. Yeah, because sometimes it's more of a pain to, to move stuff. By all means, yeah. you know. And that that was actually, you know, I had that discussion with, with your wife, actually. And yeah. you know, we, you know, it really was like, you know, look, you're happy with what you have. Stay with that. You know, but you needed financing for stuff. So I was, I'm able to offer that. And I've yeah. been doing that since June. Um, started off with one. I've got two, two, uh, um, two companies that I represent. Both of them have 35 plus direct lenders. So I can find the right program that's going to work best for you. Yeah. Um, you know, home services works better with one company, you know, attorneys and more professional type. I put with a, with a different company and, and it kind of works out better that way. So, yeah, it's a cool deal for us, man, because it's difficult like to do high ticket items for people that really need them. It's difficult to hand them the price tag sometime and go like, look, deal with it. And they, they either have to like hand us a credit card or you know, try and scrounge enough cash together to put it. But like, if you can look at them and go like, look, we, we, we have, we have lending that you guys can do at 0%. Mm -hmm. This becomes a much more manageable thing that you need to do for your home. And it, I, I anticipate it being a big game changer for us. So I, I, I'm appreciative of it. Well, it, it eliminates the, you know, a lot of the, I can't afford it. Right. So, you know, so that lady that wants the $20,000 kitchen remodel, you know, that's got 8000 saved up. So instead of having to try to scrape together another 12000 she could pay the 8000 that she's got, finance the other twelve through, you know, XYZ contractor, yeah. get her kitchen remodeled. XYZ contractor gets his money. She gets her kitchen. It's a win-win for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So. Cool, man. Well, if, if people want to want to talk to you about, you know, getting payment systems or point-of-sale systems or, you know, funding for their business, how do they get a hold of you, bud? Well, you can either email me at spacecitypayments at gmail.com. Uh, you can give me a call or a text message at 737-932-2160. Or you can go to spacecitypayments.com and fill out the uh, little contact form on there. Or you can find me all over social media. Awesome. So, Is 737, is that in Atlanta? No, that's actually one of Austin's. Uh, oh, it's one of their... Prefixes? Prefixes. Was that the new one that they had to add? That's the new one they had to add. So now anytime that I get a robo call that comes up 737, I know it's a spam call. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's the one thing I love about it. Yeah. There you so. go. <laughs> cool, man. Well, thanks for sitting down. Hey, man. Always good for, to visit with you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Absolutely. All right. Yeah, I mean, if, if they've got somebody else, send them on over. Will do. So, All right. Have a great one. Thanks. You too, bud. What do you think, man? That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I, 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 I think that... Um, what I think it is a barrier to entry for a lot of people whenever they want to get things done that have a high ticket price. Yeah. They just, they want to get it done. Because here's what happens, especially in the world that we live in today, with all these contractors that we talk to, things cost more than people think they do. Yep. They just do. I mean, unfortunately, he mentioned a kitchen remodel, and he's talking a $20,000 kitchen remodel, and some people are going, well, we're not going to be able to remodel my house for you know my kitchen for twenty thousand dollars, and I'm going to tell you that's a cheap kitchen remodel. Right? Yeah, that's crazy cheap. That's really inexpensive. People will regularly spend forty or more 
on their kitchen because it just cost more than people think it did because the last time they paid for a kitchen or whatever, right. it was maybe $20,000 or maybe it was $10,000. But the price of lumber, the, the you know the gas prices for me to actually get back and forth from my house to your house, yeah. um, the, uh, the, the labor... Mm-hmm. Has gone up. Everything, you know, everything is more expensive than it was. And so, whenever you look at it and you think, okay, well, I've, I've budgeted twenty thousand dollars for this kitchen remodel, they show you a price that's forty, and and you get maybe four or five other bids, and they're all similar. Yeah. And what are you going to do? Are you just going to say, well, forget this? I'm just going to leave the you know the cabinets hanging on the wall barely. You know, all this tile that's coming up, and the you know the counters that are old Formica that are peeling up, right? All this kind of stuff. What are you supposed to do? Well, now this guy's coming in, Space City Payments, they're coming in and they're going, look, we're going to give you some opportunity to actually, you know, do the job. Right. And, and finance it is 0%. Yeah. Like, that is ridiculous. I, I Now I'm paying nothing more than I would be paying, and I have the opportunity to do it over and over and over every month. And make it make it worth it, right? You know, it's a good deal. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's been it, like I, like I said, it's been a, it's been a game changer for our business. Sure. Just because like, it's it's a, it's another way to get a yes from somebody on something that they like. Even in, in our business, it's usually something that they need to yeah. have done. And sure. like when the ticket price is too high, it can be like, do I really need that? And it's like, no, you you do. You need right. this in, in order to have that, so that your you know your house stays safe or whatever it is. And when the, when the price is too high, they, they will hesitate because it's like, I just don't want to spend the money. And I, right. I, I completely understand that. But when you can say, like, look, we can break this up into 12 easy payments over over, over that many months, you can, you can get this taken care of now. And it, it, like, it just makes it such an easier decision for people because they're not out of all that cash right, right out of their pocket. Right. So, exactly. anyway.